You're listening to episode 55 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. And in today's episode, we're talking all about how you can demand the kind of feedback from your manager that's going to help you get to the next level in your career. If you're ready to really understand where you stand, what you're doing well, and where you need to improve upon, but you don't know how, this episode is for you. And don't forget, as you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with me on Instagram at your career girl, and let me know what your main takeaway was from our episode. Let's get into it. This is Deeper Than Work, a podcast that specializes in real career talk for real career women. Join your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, as she shares practical and actionable strategies guaranteed to help you become the corporate powerhouse you're meant to be. Can I be real with you for a minute? Corporate America wasn't designed for us to win. We're the most educated and most ambitious women in corporate America. We have more graduate degrees and more of us have our eye on the C-suite. Yet we're consistently hitting a glass ceiling. Our credentials are being overlooked and our achievements are downplayed. We aren't given the opportunities at the same rate as everyone else. And when we are, when we aren't given access to the kind of culturally relevant training, the mentorship, the support that we need to thrive in these roles. It should not be this way and it doesn't have to be this way. What if I told you that it was possible for you to have clear and laser focused vision of your career, to have self-confidence that's measuring off the charts and knowing that you're capable of climbing the corporate ladder, or getting the results that you want in your career. You get the promotion, you get the management position, or you're propelled into senior leadership. Whatever it is that you wanna do, you can do it. That's what we're working on inside of the Launchpad. The Launchpad is my new mastermind, which is an exclusive six-month leadership and career development collective that's designed specifically for ambitious women like you who want more from their career than just money. It's time for you to become the corporate powerhouse you know you were meant to be. But the thing is, what got you here, what got you to this point right now, won't take you to your next level. Learn more at yourcareergirl.com slash launchpad. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 55 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. It has been a minute. I am so, so, so excited about this episode, about future episodes, and just the future of the Deeper Than Work podcast. This week, we are diving into a topic that's super, super important when it comes to your career development and what you need to thrive, basically, in your career. And that topic is... Drum roll, please. Feedback. And I know that it can seem like a boring topic, like, Dorian, I don't really want to talk about feedback right now. But feedback literally is a differentiator between 
those who succeed in their career, those who climb the ladder, those who get the promotions and the raises and get assigned all those juicy projects that everyone has their eye on and those who don't. And so I really wanted to to dive in and talk about why it's super important, what we should be thinking about and how we as black women need to be forcing the conversation. Because unfortunately, a lot of times we are not getting the kind of feedback that we need in order to move our careers along. And so I really want to dive into this today and make sure that you have the tools that you need, the skills that you need to make to, to make sure that you're getting the kind of feedback that you deserve. So basically, when I think about feedback, and I'm drawing on all of my years of experience as an HR business partner, and even in the work that I do now with diversity and inclusion strategy, I'm definitely behind the scenes on performance review processes and kind of in my past life as an HR business partner, been in conversations around uh, performance management and who needs to get laid off or who needs to get fired or who is getting, you know, exceeds expectations versus needing improvement and not exceeding expectations on their performance review. And all of this, the, the foundation of a lot of this stuff comes down to not Managers not giving their employees the proper feedback. And unfortunately, when we talk about women of color, when we talk about black women specifically, definitely not getting the kind of feedback that they need in order to do something about it, to improve <laughs> or to, to do just do the things that will really change the trajectory of the career. So why is feedback even important? Before we even dive into some of the different nuances, why is it even important? Well, we know that feedback allows you to do three things. If you are a top performer, not even, it doesn't even matter, top performer, basic performer, whatever it is, if you are doing a job, if you are working on something, feedback helps you to do three things. The first is that Good feedback helps you to clarify the expectations. You know what to expect. What should I be working on every single day when I come into this office and I'm sitting down at this desk and I'm doing the work? What are the expectations for my role? How are we measuring success? How do I know if I'm doing a good job or not? When you're getting feedback, then you can understand what the expectations are, understand how you're tracking towards those expectations and really dig in. And so when you're not getting it, it's hard for you to even know, where do I stand? What was the expectation? How am I trending towards that expectation? The second thing feedback is meant to do is to help you learn from your mistakes. No one is perfect, even though I like to think that I am perfect and that I do no wrong and that I'm always operating at 100 percent and all of that. And I'm sure you'd like to think that about yourself as well. There's always room for improvement. There's always something that we can be working on. And there's always sometimes where we fall short of what we should be doing. Right. And we make mistakes. We um, I remember early in my career. This is the like to me the biggest mistake I've ever made when I was back in operations. I still remember this so clearly. I was back in operations. I was in financial services at the time um, and I was working with clients and 
I was in trading operations and doing some things. And part of my role was to reconcile uh, client stocks, right? So when they bought when they bought shares of certain stocks, we reconciled them in their accounts and made sure that you know things were happening. I booked a trade incorrectly, which caused um, the company, my company, to lose like. A lot of money. Like, I don't even remember, but it was a lot of money. And I remember having, to, I was panicking, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I got hot, I was sweaty, and had to talk to my manager about it and, and kind of fix it and, and do all of those things. In the end, I mean, the company, billion dollar company, uh, they're fine, right? And they have budgets for errors and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you know, after everything, after all the dust settled, I sat down with my manager and he's one of the, I've had like a handful of really good managers over my career, thankfully. Um, And he was a good one. And he's basically sat me down and talked about the process we went through and what was the root cause and what happened and how are we going to do things differently? And, you know, he really, he said it was great the way that you escalated and you didn't try to cover it up. Like we talked about the whole thing and I was able to learn from that situation. There was a, a, issue with the process that I followed to even have the mistake um, and just different ways that we and our operational process wasn't the best, whatever. I learned from it. I learned a lot about myself. I learned about a lot about how I act under pressure. I learned how to engage with the manager in the right way in that situation. I learned how to make sure that doesn't happen again. There was a lot of mis- a lot that I was able to learn from those mistakes and had my manager not taken the time to give me feedback to help me uh, come out of this era that I would have been in, then I wouldn't have learned. I'm not able to learn. It's just like, you know, we cut to my performance for you and you tell me that I made X amount of mistakes and this, that, and the third. And, and I have no idea because no one was there to walk me through it. So feedback really gives you that opportunity to learn. And lastly, feedback, believe it or not, builds confidence. And this is whether you're receiving positive feedback or constructive feedback, because it gives you the opportunity to fix what needs to be fixed. It gives you the opportunity to understand where do I stand? That uncertainty will kill confidence quickly. When you don't know where you stand, when you walk into where you work and you're like, is this a good day? Is this a bad day? What are they feeling? What does my manager think? What do my peers think as I'm here? That is a sure way to kill your confidence. And so because of all of these reasons, because feedback clarifies expectations, helps you learn from your mistakes, helps you to build your confidence, I hope you're seeing how critical and how important it is that you're actually getting the feedback you need in your career. Now, as I stated earlier, you know, even though feedback, as we just said, is super important, and I just said why, unfortunately for Black women, we are not getting feedback at the same rate that our counterparts are. So Black women, Latinas, you know, women of color in general, we are not getting the kind of feedback, that constructive, really deep feedback that allows us to do all of those things that I just mentioned. We're not getting it at a rate that everyone else is. And because of that, it's stunning our growth. We're not able to understand what we should be doing. We're not able to, we don't get the opportunity to learn from our mistakes. And we definitely aren't in a position where our confidence is being strengthened. So it's super, super important that we are making sure, 
making sure that we are pushing the conversation when it comes to feedback. Now, as I say that, I really want to be clear in that all feedback is not created equal. All feedback is not the same. And I don't just mean the difference between positive feedback versus constructive feedback. That's not even what I'm talking about. You know, positive feedback being you did well, this is what you've done, we really like that you did that, versus constructive, this is the area of development, this is what I want you to do. I'm not even talking about that because I think it's important for us to get both kinds of feedback, both positive and constructive. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about straight up good feedback versus bad feedback, right? As in, you're given feedback that's actually useful and you can actually do something with it versus giving feedback that's straight up trash. That it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to do anything with, with what you've just given me? Good f- feedback is feedback that is timely. Don't tell me about something that I need to improve upon six months after the fact. Or don't let the first time you tell me that this is something that I need to to, to work on be in our performance review conversation. It should be timely. Pull me to the side after the meeting or, you know, in our weekly check-ins or whatever it is that we do. Tell me, manager, what is it that I need to work on? That is Part of good feedback is it being timely. I was actually in a conversation earlier today, and um, this is an exchange between two women, two Black women, just talking about how they first met and, and that whole process. And their actual first conversation was on the back of a meeting that they both were in, where one of the women said something or, or you know, made a comment that wasn't necessarily the best, didn't put the other woman in the best light. And that woman pulled her to the side afterwards, you know, very non-confrontational, set up some time to chat. And then they just discussed, you know, this is the feedback. This is how it came across. This is what can be done differently. And fast forward almost five years later, and they're like the best of friends, right? Timely feedback in given in the right context is a game changer because you don't repeat those mistakes. You don't walk around thinking you're doing something right when you actually need to improve upon it. So timely feedback. It should also be specific. Please don't give me feedback that is vague. Please don't say, you know, um, I just don't like that. I just don't like that vibe. Or I just don't like, you know, just how that came across. Like, what, what do you mean? What specifically would you like me to improve upon? What specifically did I do well? Feedback needs to be specific. Good feedback also needs to be about the behavior and not about the person. Don't tell me that I got a bad attitude, but tell me that the way in which the the, the kind of communication that would be most effective in this situation is X, right? Let's talk about the behavior and not berate me or attack me as a person. Good feedback is consistent. I don't only want to hear about the things that I'm doing wrong. I also want to hear about what I'm doing right. Let's get on a, a, a cadence. Let's get a rhythm going so that you as my manager, you as my peers, whoever it is is giving me feedback that we can consistently talk about what it is that I'm doing well and what it is that I am improving upon and make it a forum for me to also reciprocate and give you feedback as well. It should be a consistent process that we, we know what to expect 
and we know the frequency, we know the format, all of those things should be a part of it. And most importantly, most importantly, good feedback should be actionable. Okay. Please stop accepting feedback. And we're going to talk about your role in this whole process. But so let me calm down for a second. But the feet, we should not be accepting feedback that is not actionable. If I can't walk away and say, these are the three things now that I should be doing differently in service of this feedback that I got, then it wasn't good feedback. Good feedback is actionable. So to me, when I'm talking about good feedback, that is what I mean. Versus bad feedback, which is the exact opposite of all of that. (laughs) It's not timely. It is not specific. It's super vague. It's about you as a person and attacking your character and your personality and all of those things. It is inconsistent. You never know, is this the day I'm going to get feedback or am I not? Do I only get feedback in these situations and not not in others? And it is most definitely not actionable. It's like, what am I supposed to do with what you've just told me? What was the point of that? That is bad feedback. And so when I'm talking about making a deliberate effort to receive feedback, I'm talking about receiving the good kind of feedback. And we'll talk about how you can do that, you know, in a second. But I just want to set the stage so that you understand what it is you should be thinking about as you are pulling together feedback from your managers, mentors, advisors, clients, vendors, peer group, whoever it is that is in a position to be giving you feedback. Now, I said this already twice, I'm gonna say it again. (laughs) There is research out there that says, it shows that black women, women of color are less likely to receive that good kind of feedback. We're less likely to get it in a timely, specific way that's not attacking our characters and who we are, and that's actionable. And instead, we end up getting feedback that falls into other types of categories. Maybe we we get feedback in quotation marks that isn't really meaningful. It's saying nothing like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. When you, when you sit down and you want to have your performance conversation or you, you want to have a check-in and you're saying, okay, let's talk about how I'm tracking, how I'm trending, just keep doing what you're doing. What does that mean? <laughs> what does keep doing what I'm doing? How is that going to get me on track for promotion to senior director? How is that going to get me that $25,000 raise that I've been angling for over the past 12 months? How is that going to get me there by you telling me to keep doing what I'm doing? Because I'm doing this stuff, but I'm not getting promoted. I'm not getting the opportunities that I want. So if keep doing what I'm doing isn't getting me that, then you got to tell me what is, right? It's not meaningful at all. Or we're only told the positive things that we're doing. Oh, you did this great. You did that great. You did that great. No matter how amazing you are, There is always room for improvement. And it's not that you should be fishing for negative or constructive advice like or or feedback. Like you must tell me that I did something wrong. Tell me what I did wrong. I must be doing something wrong. But you should be asking for balanced feedback. That is what is useful when we have positive things, things that are going well and things that we need to improve upon. Even if it's, even if it's one thing, like what can I be doing differently? What can I double down on? What's a new learning, learning, learning resource or what's new knowledge that I need to gain? What can I be doing to improve? Or on the flip side, overly negative feedback 
It's all the things you've done wrong or all the things you need to do to improve all the things that you just are not doing at the rate that everyone else is doing. And it's like, well, dang, is there anything that I do right? (laughs) Is there anything that I do that's not a problem? Or sometimes we get the feedback and there's no room for discussion at all. It's just like someone is talking at you and they're just kind of throwing things out there. um, And it's not necessarily giving you an opportunity to have a response or say your opinion or give an explanation as to why perhaps you've done something in a specific way. Or it's riddled with biased language (laughs) and basically saying that you're basically an angry black woman. As part of my role in HR, I've seen a lot of performance reviews. I've read a lot of manager, um, manager justifications and rationales. And unfortunately, it can be riddled with biased language, things that are perpetuating stereotypes. And you wonder if, you know, Bill did the same thing that I did. Would Bill get the same kind of feedback that I've just gotten? And this is just a question that you have to ask yourself when you see some of the the rationale and the summaries that are written about Black women, right, when we're talking about performance review. And so these are a lot of barriers that are keeping Black women from understanding where do I fit What is going on? How is my performance? What do I need to do to get to the next level? Right. Or there's even another piece like, okay, so I listed some of those ways where you get bad feedback. Well, what about if you get no feedback, nothing at all, like just radio silence? Feedback is not even a conversation that even comes up in any way. For this to continue, for for you not to understand where you stand, what it means is that you're out here unclear of expectations, unable to learn from your mistakes, and basically hemorrhaging confidence by the day. There's so many women that I speak to who are accomplished, educated, so intelligent, so creative, and they have so much to offer. But because of the lack of feedback or the the bad feedback or incomplete feedback that they're receiving at work or not receiving, they are literally hemorrhaging confidence. Every day, more and more confidence is pulled from them until they start to feel like they're not worthy. They don't deserve the positions that they're in and put this label on themselves as not being good enough, as having imposter syndrome and and all of these things that if they were just under the, the, the right kind of leadership, if they had a manager that supported them and supported their career and talked them through what they needed to do in order to get to the next level in their careers, what they needed to work on, that they would have a completely different experience. And it's so unfortunate because when I speak to these women, all of this lack of feedback or or not knowing what the expectations are, not knowing what people really feel, where people, where they really stand. Because one of the things with this, with not being able to get that feedback that you need is that you don't even know where you stand. You don't know, am I meeting my expectations? Am I exceeding them? Is there something that I'm doing that's wrong? Am I right? Am I on the right track? You are just 
unclear and unsure of what, where you stand. That is such an insecure feeling to have, to not know at any given day, where do I stand in my career? And it makes you just not trust. You don't trust your manager. You don't trust your peers. You don't trust your HR. You don't trust this system. And imagine going into a place every day with these feelings of distrust and these feelings like nobody truly has my best interest at heart. Nobody truly cares about how I progress and how I move forward in my career. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a good place to be in. Now, I know that a lot of this lack of feedback and not getting what it is that we need, most of that onus is on the manager, right? And I'm in the process of writing an article specifically on this on this topic, how to give Black women feedback, because obviously these, these managers out here, they don't know how <laughs> or they're doing it incorrectly, right? So I'm talking about it. Um, but this is our circle, right? This is our safe space. So for today, I really want to dive into three things that you have to know so that you'll be able to squeeze every last drop of useful feedback, of good feedback that you can from your manager, from your manager's manager, from your peers, whoever it is that is in a position to give you feedback in your career, that you can get it from them. There are three things that you have to know for yourself because literally we can only control ourselves. I know that the onus is on the manager. The manager should be coming to you with the constructive feedback, the positive feedback, letting you understand where you stand, all of those things. And while that is a conversation, a lot of the work I do with my diversity strategy is around systems, is around how do we infiltrate the systems and change those things. But also, you know, and this may be an unpopular opinion, also though, you have the onus on your feedback situation as well. You have to demand that you get that feedback. And I'm going to talk through three things that you need to know so that you can start the process of doing that. The first thing, you need to know who you're dealing with. So in my experience as an HR professional and as a coach in talking to women about their work situations and their relationships with their managers. When it comes to feedback, there are typically three reasons why we're not getting the kind of feedback we need in order to improve um, in our careers or in order to feel like we know where we stand. The first is that we're dealing with a manager who is just scared, <laughs> just scared. They're probably thinking, well, what if she thinks I'm racist if I say something that is negative? Or if I don't say something that she wants to hear, what if she thinks I'm racist? What if she starts crying? What if, you know, just all of the stereotypes, what if she, what if she gets mad? What if she flips the table? What if she throws all the papers? Like just a lot of these managers are just out here scared. And it's so unfortunate. It's like, are you serious right now? I just want to know what I need to do so I can do it and keep it moving. I'm not trying to get into a confrontation with you. I literally want to know where do I stand. But because of our society, because of history, because of a lot of things, right? They are scared about giving that feedback because they just don't know how are you going to react. So suss that out. Is it that they're scared? 
The other piece, the other, the other option is that they're just a bad manager and literally don't have the skills, don't have the wherewithal to give proper feedback. And it's so frustrating to me. I, I can remember, you know, working with managers and coaching them through performance review cycles and all of these things. And I'm like, this is like manager training 101. How have you been a manager for so long and you don't know how to sit down and give feedback? You don't know how to tell someone where they need to improve. It's always mind boggling. But honestly, there are a lot of managers out here who just don't know, have not been taught and are unaware of what it means to actually give good feedback. And then the last bucket is that they're just flat out racist or and or sexist, period. And truly don't think that there's value in giving you feedback. Truly don't think that you should even be in your seat. So why do I need to waste time giving this woman feedback? And I think it's up to you to understand who you're dealing with, because that is going to help you create the strategy to get out of the situation you're in or to get the most out of the situation you're in, I should say. If it's that they're scared, then what can you do to help calm them down a bit, right? What are the ways that you can create situations? And again, like I know that you shouldn't, you in an ideal world, you shouldn't have to be doing that. But again, unpopular opinion, if you're out here in these corporate streets, you should know by now that what should happen, what's right, what the case should be is not often the case. So let's talk about what is actually happening happening, and what is actually going on. There is actually a narrative that Black women are angry. There is actually a narrative that women in general are emotion, overly emotional and they're going to cry or that we're going to get mad or we're going to do all these things. And so if it is that your manager is afraid of you for whatever reason, then it's important for you to know that. It's important for you to reflect on that and really think about that so you can come up with a game plan of how you're going to deal, right? So you should know who it is that you're dealing with. Are they just a bad manager? And if they had the right training, if they had the right exposure to managers who were doing it right, then they would do something different. Or are they just flat out racist and or sexist and you need to get up out of that team, get up out of that company, whatever it is to save yourself, right? So first step, know that. Know who you're dealing with. Once you're clear on that, then you need to know that you have to be in charge, Stop waiting for your manager to have this conversation with you and say, okay, this is what's going on. I want to give you this feedback. Obviously, that's not happening. Obviously, that's not the situation. I was talking to a client the other day and, you know, her current work situation is not ideal. Um, There's a lot of things that she's hearing behind the scenes about her performance or what they think that da, da, da and you know I asked her well have you had a conversation with your manager about some to to confirm or deny some of these things that you're hearing behind the scenes and she said no and so I when I asked why the answer was well he, this person is the manager they should be coming to me and giving me the feedback and she's absolutely right they should but they're not and so what, what's more important, right? Following some rules and some protocol around who should come to whom or actually doing what it is you need to do to drive the conversation so that you are clear on expectations, you can learn from your mistakes and you can boost your confidence. Like what's more important? 
So I really want you to understand that you have to take control of the conversation. You have to push the issue. You have to set up the time on the calendar, right? If you're not getting the feedback that you need, you need to go out there and demand it. We haven't had a performance conversation in about six months. I'd like to set up some time for us to talk about how I'm trending. I want to talk about where it is that you see my career going in the next six months. I want to talk about the likelihood of me getting promoted in this next cycle. I want to talk about how you feel I am as an effective leader for my team. You need to take control. You need to push the issue. And it's not a one-on-one or or one-and-done kind of conversation. This is something that's ongoing. This is something that you must really take control of and continue to have these conversations. The third thing you need to know is that you have to be direct and specific when you're having these feedback conversations. If you're in a situation where your managers is not giving you feedback. It's not actionable. It's vague. Whatever those things are, that's that's letting you not have the right kind of feedback you need. You have to be direct. You have to be specific. Ask those tough questions. What are the things I need to do in order to get to director level? Tell me what are the things that I need to do? What are the, the what are the three things that I need to work on in order to get promoted in the next cycle specifically? What is the main thing that I could have done differently in that presentation we just had with our clients? These are the two things I feel that I need to work on. Would love to hear from you. What's the one main thing that I could have done differently? What should I stop, start, and continue doing the next time that I have this, that I run this project? The next time I'm assigned the lead in this project, tell me what I should stop, start, and continue. Go. You want to make sure that you are asking those direct questions. If you are in a situation where you are not getting the actionable feedback, you're getting the keep doing what you're doing. You're not understanding what you can improve upon, what your areas of development are. Take inventory of how these conversations are going. Are you are you asking those direct questions? Are you being specific with what it is you expect as as it relates to feedback? Have you sat down and clearly stated the goals? Do you know what the your the what expectations you're being evaluated against? Do you know what success looks like in your role? If the answer is no, you need to be having these conversations with your manager. You have to know that it's time for you to be specific in this conversation. Obviously, you can't leave that up to your manager. So you have to own that. I can think about so many times in my career where feedback was that differentiator that really helped me to accelerate my trajectory. There was a time specifically early on in my career where I got feedback around my style Um, And although the feedback wasn't given to me in the best way, you know, they're talking about, you know, attitude and just kind of basically calling me an angry black woman. The feedback in and of itself, as I reflected, though, did represent some areas that I needed to improve upon. And so thankfully, I received that feedback and had that lesson early enough in my career that I was able to course correct and kind of move past it 
as I progressed up the ladder since then. And I know like this is so this is such a tough topic because it's like, why do I have to work so hard, Dorian? Why do I have to make it a whole song and dance just to understand where I am and what am I doing and how where do I stand uh, in relation to my career? And it's unfortunate, but it's the it's it is what it is. This is where we are. There's too many of us out here who at any given moment don't know where we're trending as far as our performance rating. We don't know what the one or two things are that our manager thinks that we need to improve upon. We don't know how our peer group perceives us. These are things we don't know. And I also, you know, a lot of what I talked about is specifically around getting feedback from your manager, but I'm also a proponent of getting feedback from your peers, from the people who work with you on your team, on other teams, whether your company has a formal peer review process or not, you should be making it your business to get that feedback. There are so many times where we are surprised when we hear the feedback. We are surprised when we're passed over for promotion. We're surprised when they say, no, actually, we don't want you to work on that project. We've given it to someone else. And a lot of times we wouldn't be as blindsided if we'd taken the time to go through those three things that we should know. And if we've taken the time to have those conversations with our peers and have those conversations with the people that can tell us, what is my reputation? How am I being perceived? That is a game changer when it comes to really progressing in your career. It's super, super important. And I think something that we overlook. Now, again, this there's two, co- there's two sides to this coin, right? Managers need to understand how to give Black women feedback. And believe me, I'm working on something for that. But again, there is something that we can do. There's something that you can do when you go into your office tomorrow, when you talk to your manager next. There's something that you can do to push the conversation forward. And I want you to understand and figure out exactly what that is. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. This is really how we spread the message and let people know about what we're doing here over at Deeper Than Work. And if you want to share with me on social, tag me at Your Career Girl. Let me see those photos of you listening to the podcast. Tell me what was your biggest takeaway. I can't wait to connect with you.